Hope you like the new beats. Well, welcome again to Dira Beats. Today, Dunit Dhanushka, the dev advocate of Startree, the creators of Apache Pino, is here to answer some questions about streaming data infrastructure. So here we go. Hey, Dunit, thanks for joining. Hi, Arpit. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, first question for you, Dunit. In simple terms, what is streaming data infrastructure? Yeah, so before answering that, I would like to introduce you to events. Events comes first before streaming. So basically, events represent facts about what happened in the past. So when we sequence these events into a stream, we call it a streaming data infrastructure. The infrastructure you need to capture, process, and make sense or analyze these events in real time. So what are the prerequisites in terms of the data stack to set up uh, streaming or real-time data pipelines? So basically, once you look at uh, streaming architecture or the landscape at a very high level, we can identify so many question, uh, so many components. So we can categorize them based on their role and their responsibility. So the first thing is producing or enabling events from your existing application. Basically, this can be uh, you know programming language, SDKs or middleware that can uh, capture event from your operational systems. And secondly, we need a, a scalable storage medium to store these events in a scalable manner. So this is where we have streaming platforms like Kafka and uh, Pulsar and these kind of uh, other platforms come in. And then uh, third third layer is massaging this data. So we have event producers and then we uh, ingest them into a event streaming platform and optionally the events landing in this platform needs to go through some sort of a transformation because uh, this is raw data right so it could contain some unwanted information like you sometimes you need to mask uh, some private data from this data field and uh, map uh, json into xml and these kind of things or join two streams together and produce an enriched view sort of thing. So this is where you need uh, data massaging and we can use uh, stream processing. And then finally, uh, you need to have some sort of a serving layer to uh, present or uh, serve this aggregated or processed information into your end users. So this could be internal uh, consumers like your data analysts or decision makers, or it could be external to your business Sometimes it could be your end users. So in that case, you need uh, some sort of a real-time OLAP database or a, a read-optimized store uh, for that. So I'm so those are the four components, four critical components that you need to have in your streaming uh, landscape. But this could be varied based on the complexity of your use case. Right. No, that made a lot of sense. So this is a good segue into you telling us what exactly is Apache Pino and what it does. So Apache Pino is a real-time OLAP database. So so there are two things to note, real-time and one being OLAP. So what do you mean by real-time? So that means Pino can ingest from streaming data sources like Apache Kafka, Kinesis, and Pulsar sort of things. and make that data uh, queryable within a few seconds. So, so that's the first thing. And also, uh, Pino make is uh, very fast to uh, run uh, complex aggregated, you know, uh, OLAP queries, like the queries that uh, run, uh, scans multiple batches of data 
and runs uh, you know complex aggregations filtering and th that kind of logic aggregations uh, within uh, ultra second uh, low i mean sub second low uh, latency so that means the latency is uh, tuned for uh, user facing analytics most of the time and it falls with below the one second and it is consistent yeah uh, can you give us a, an, a common example of user facing analytics yeah yes so if you are familiar with this linkedin and uh, you will get a notification in real time each time someone views your profile right so basically so that feature is called who viewed my profile and uh, tino is basically it's behind that uh, use case so 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 if you see that uh, feature is like a simple simple thing but there's a lots of complicated things going on there so basically uh, pino has to uh, in ingest real time uh, click or profile visits from all the front devices and then uh, 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 store them in a scalable storage and then run uh, queries in real time to answer uh, lots of uh, current concurrent users so that so if you look at the scale of that queries uh, that means there are, can be multiple uh, hundreds of thousands of queries uh, executing on this uh, data in database cool yeah uh, thanks i'm sure most people here have used linkedin and um, they many people don't realize you know what it takes to make you know that feature available in real time cool so uh, can you briefly explain the benefits of uh, real-time OLAP data store like we know over a data warehouse, a regular data warehouse? I think uh, there are two uh, factors to decide. So first thing is the latency. So if you compare real-time OLAP database like Pino and uh, uh, regular data warehouse, uh, Pino can consistently produce uh, queries over subsequent latencies. Why? Uh, Latencies usually uh, fall uh, below zero, usually in milliseconds, and it is consistent. But uh, on the other hand, data warehouses are much tuned for internal use cases like exploratory analysis, BI, and uh, ad hoc querying purposes. So usually the uh, data warehouses uh, produce uh, latencies like single digit most of the time, seconds. Right? So that's one thing. Also, Pino is, uh, you know, the freshness of data can be uh, maintained by Pino by ingesting from uh, real-time data sources in real-time. Whereas in data warehouses, we usually employ uh, ETL scripts or ETL batch jobs to periodically load uh, data into them. Well, awesome. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Cool. So um, typically, how big or small are data teams at companies that successfully implement streaming or real-time data infrastructure? Well, uh, that's a bit of a, bit of a difficult question to answer. So it always depends, I think. So it actually depends on the complexity and the velocity of uh, your data infrastructure. That means how fast you want to process your data and uh, how complex uh, your ecosystem. That means how many components are there in your system. So if I, uh, let's say, let me take an imaginary example. Let's say you want to build a real-time uh, dashboard with uh, uh, some products or 
So ideally you can uh, start with a single data engineer in your team. So assuming that all the uh, ecosystem components are available as managed uh, cloud services. So that's the very first uh, beginning. So, and then as your data velocity grows and your requirements grow, your product grows as well, you can uh, horizontally scale your team. So basically you can allocate team members based on data sources, uh, stream processing, or based on the capability as well. Like uh, some people can work on the serving layer and some people can work on the uh, stream processing and some people can work on the data acquisition. So, yeah. Uh, so how do data adjacent teams like product and growth um, utilize streaming data that is usually stored in uh, something like March Fino? Yeah, so we see many use cases related to uh, growth analytics and product metrics. So basically, especially uh, SaaS companies and you know uh, product-led uh, marketing companies, they used to uh, use uh, Pino to capture and uh, store their uh, product metrics like engagement metrics. So for example, the first point is instrumenting their products with uh, some sort of SDKs so they can emit data points as events into a certain streaming data platform and then we can configure Pino to ingest from that data platform. Okay. So we have fresh set of uh, user engagement metrics there. So these engagement uh, metrics can uh, range from simple button clicks and uh, clicks uh, you know, you know uh, page views and uh, these kind of things add monetization and these kind of things and then this vast set of data can be uh, utilized for uh, understanding user behavior so when it comes to user behavior so this could be like uh, we can run multiple analysis like uh, you know uh, daily active user count calculating the daily and monthly active users and then uh, doing funnel analysis uh, to uh, understand your conversion rates and uh, and this kind of analysis analysis can be uh, uh, visualized by uh, plugging into a, a bi system so in that case uh, pino will help you to uh, uh, run uh, this analysis in really fast manner and while the data is still fresh and relevant so that is where pino really excels at Okay, awesome. Uh, thanks so much, Dunet. Uh, really appreciate it. Last question for you. What is that one piece of advice you have for companies that are just getting started or looking to get started on their real-time data journey? Yes, that's a very practical question. So real-time analytics is about uh, processing data as soon as they are available. So that means you need lots of uh, things to uh, put uh, into consideration. That means uh, say, for example, if you are uh, processing a data pipelines with uh, millions of uh, events coming in per second, so you need a scalable and uh, reliable computing and storage uh, platform or infrastructure to process them and eventually make sense of that events. So it's not a free lunch and it comes with some sort of a complexity uh, related to that. So you need to keep in mind that so you are dealing with uh, some complicated machinery uh, when it comes to yeah. but technologies today is uh, it's getting very cheap and uh, you know lots of managed services are there and you can they try to make it uh, more viable for uh, non-technical users as well 
But there are certain use cases you need to uh, identify. Let's say all you need is uh, to populate a, a dashboard on a daily basis. So it can be easily done with a, either with a data lake or a data warehouse uh, with a simple ETL job. But then again, there can be some complete, uh, complex use cases like anomaly detection, uh, real-time recommendations, and uh, real-time dashboards, and etc. So all these things, all these uh, last three use cases requires a careful planning uh, on uh, storage, uh, computing, and uh, uh, the analytics infrastructure. So basically, they uh, they can benefit from uh, real-time analytics. So so just to summarize. Uh, know your use case better uh, and uh, uh, think of uh, how much complexity and budget you can uh, uh, spend on that you know, thing. Uh, thanks again for answering my question and sharing your insights. You have a great day. Help bridge the gap between data people and non-data people. Join us on databeats.community.